0: My name is David, and this is The Big Shut-In. It's April 22nd, day 39 of lockdown. And tonight I talked to my friend Patrick Sasso, who runs a company called Loop7. Patrick and I belong to the same sort of networking club. We run similar businesses, he and I, we both run small, um, multimedia production companies here in New York. His is more exclusively focused on video than mine is though. And so business has been tough for Patrick as it has been for a lot of people with the closing of all live events and really the inability to dispatch video crews out to film anything. And, lack of things to film. But the last meeting of this club, which is a bunch of small business owners who are in marketing adjacent fields, which is a big multi-person Zoom meeting we had on Friday, he spoke very sincerely and surprisingly, I thought, about optimism and feeling like maybe everyone being shut down wasn't such a bad thing. And he's the first person I really heard speak like that in any significant way. And so I invited him to come on because I wanted to hear more. I wanted to dive into that with him and, and hear what that meant. What that was about. Anyway, it was a really good conversation. I, I really enjoyed talking to him. And and so I'll go ahead and play it for you. Here's Patrick. So wh- how how are you generally?
1: So uh, overall, I'd say pretty good. Um, you know, um, I mean, I don't know because it's it, I I don't think it really hit me fully. How weird it is because it's pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a uh I don't so so when when you ask you know how am i say um i i, I got to say fine basically um doing okay but yeah you know. i i tell you
0: why i really wanted to talk to you you said something the other day about the world needing a break and it was just the most it's one of the very few vaguely positive things I've heard anybody say <laughs> about this whole situation. And I, I, my heart and soul could use um, a silver lining take. And so I was hoping you could dig into that a little bit and tell me what you meant by that. And w- what kind of break do you think the world is getting and why does it need it?
1: Well, I know that when I said it, um, I wasn't, I didn't analyze it 100%. I just, a gut feeling, you know? And, um. Well, I got time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess we can analyze it right here. Well, that's, so, so I'll try to, I was, I was actually thinking about it after I did, uh, say it out loud on Friday. What for me, I always believe from from a long time ago. Like I you know, as I as I grew older and saw what happened like what's happening with the world, I mean you name it climate change. this, that all this other crap uh, that's happening. Um I used to think that there's no way that we can come together and work a system out for everybody and work a um work out differences and work out problems uh unless we're forced to in some way that hits the reset button. And I always thought it was going to be another war. You know, another really big war. Um,
0: space aliens, maybe. I, that was always my fantasy when I was a kid. Like, <laughs> the world would be forced to come together because of in, in war with
1: another planet.
0: Like, we'd... I, I mean...
1: But yeah, that's, I mean, that's always the, the thought I had. is like, how, how is this possible? We, you know, the more you read, the more you read history, the more you look at world problems and politics, we don't wake up until we get slapped in the head. And I don't know. And this this is kind of a, I feel like a little, because I feel like the world totally runs on, on business. Business. Involved, like money is definitely as as they say, money makes the world go round. It's, that's what it that's what's making all the decisions, and that is really what's getting hurt right now is business, and um, and it's forcing it to change. In some way, I think, you know, I could be wrong. It just feels like they have to stop for a minute. And it feels like everybody has to stop. And at least even if you're consuming more and trying to keep yourself busy with whatever it is, I feel like you're you're, you're tapping into these, well, wait a minute. Okay, how are we going to get out of this? Wait, what? are doing this, they're doing that, the banks are doing this, the banks aren't giving these loans, but why, that's not right. You know, more, you know, it's it feels like people are a little more active towards thinking about something together instead of thinking about their own little world separately. And maybe that's the pause. I mean, the
0: There's something to be angry about every half an hour on the half an hour, you know, about the way this quote unquote financial bailout has rolled out. And, you know, I mean, we live in such an oligarchy, you know, that just the money just always collects at the top, no matter what, no matter who's suffering, no matter what the, what the problems are, like all the money is going to end up in the bank's and the oil companies and the big real estate moguls. And, uh, you know, they're the people who are going to end up with all the money. Because I mean, the whole system is just just funnels it, you know. And all of this, it turns out that the big majority of this... I've been angry about this all day today, but the, the big majority of this, you know, whatever stimulus money is coming out of Congress is pooling in the banks. And, you know... Uh, but, I mean, do you think... And I agree with you that that wasn't going to change without suffering, without a big, huge reset, you know, like the way we got, you know, things like Social Security and all that out of the Great Depression. But the way politics is right now where everybody, the people who are suffering the most, or are or, or geared to suffer, the, or, you know, getting ready to suffer the most from this are the same ones who are like most sort of spiritually invested in maintaining the oligarchy, you know, this sort of religious attachment to it. I mean, do you think we're actually going to figure it out? Do you think, do you think we're actually going to solve it? Do you think we're actually going to come together? Well, I
1: don't think anybody really knows that. Um... Are you optimistic? You know, I, I I don't know because I feel like uh, I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like personally, I feel like I'm relatively optimistic, and it might be that because of some of the the sentiment in people and the the willingness. I mean, if you look about, it, if you look at this from a just a purely Odds, taking odds perspective on the global economy and what it means to the whole world and to uh, livelihood and the future and things like that. You look at it just in a, in a general sense of numbers. And you were playing a game, okay, where they told you in the game. That you could either get this virus that would go around and kill one percent of your population or two percent of your population in the world, but you, it it goes fast, and the rest of you will survive, but your economy will survive, and you might you know come out of it better than if you stopped everything to save those two or three percent that could could die from. Do you know what I'm saying? To, to realize that all these people around the world are stopping the economy, the global economy, because of relatively—I mean, facts and figures-wise, like I'm—I'm I'm amazed that more people aren't like aren't pushing. I, I'm amazed that more more. uh you know, the, the people I would call greedy, the politicians and the and the uh the the you know, the wealthy of that we always call uh that we always see is greedy. I'm I'm surprised that more of them aren't saying, Why are we doing this? Why not we just keep going? <laughs> you know, I I I find that just the fact that we're willing to sacrifice all this for for life, which we value it. We obviously value it. And I think that's a positive thing you have to take from all of this, just in general.
0: Um, I think that's that's a beautiful way to look at it. I mean, if I were to try and take some other point or something, I mean, I I, I hope we're doing this because we care about each other. I mean, I think there are selfish reasons why people are staying home too. I think they're scared of getting sick, I think. I don't know.
1: I don't see... I I mean, in our neighborhood, there's people around a lot. There's a lot of people outside. Um, They don't seem to be that scared. I get it. Um, And I think that if you said everything was open and you continued, like, if that was the philosophy, like, okay, we're just going to... I think people would just find a way to protect themselves because they would robot um, because they would think that it had to be done and the fact that we're you know being forced a little um, to, to do this I think is kind of I think it's good I think it's good I think it's positive I think it's there's a different energy it's just we're really in this together or really somehow we're all in this together. Yeah, man. All right.
0: See, <laughs> you did it.
1: <laughs>
0: you did it. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, my whole life, I feel like I just, I go back and forth on my opinion of humanity.
1: <laughs> yeah. In that's general. True. That's
0: true. You know, it's like pe- people, people really do, Care about each other and care about the world and, and and are kind to each other and, but then they can just be such such shitties too. I mean, just True, yeah. such horrible violence and rapaciousness and oh, yeah, I, it's a, it's a heck of a crucible we're in right now. I guess of of what, what's Lincoln's line? The better angels of our nature. You know, what, what is gonna what is gonna come out in the end?
1: Do you also notice, I mean, do you also notice, as, as nerve-wracking as this whole thing is as far as business goes and, and things like that, and there's a worry, but do you, are you noticing panicking people?
0: No. I mean, Why well... Isn't that strange?
1: You is know it what, yes. It hasn't hit them?
0: Let me take that back. I am, I do know some people who are panicking.
1: Yeah, and I, But I mean in general I mean there's always going to be some people that are going to right Right um, But I mean I'm talking about in general I'm talking about like If you, if you were to take the temperature The average temperature Would you say it was on a panic level? Or would you say it was on an even keel Kind of waiting to see what's happening And sort of taking the moment and using it? Like what would you be your temperature reading?
0: Well, it's hard to say because it's hard for me to dip my thermometer anywhere but in my own living room. But I I think it's an interesting question. I, I think resolute is the word I would use. People are saying, all right, this sucks, but this is what we're doing. Do you have what you need? Okay, I have what I need. Do you need any help? <laughs> what can, you know, it's, I, I feel like people are really being gentle with each other, actually. Yeah. And I don't, I think you're right. I don't see panic. I don't see people losing their mind and, and you know, rioting and looting. I mean, that's what mass panic looks like, right? Right. <laughs> but I do see depression. I do see exhaustion. Um, Perhaps that's mostly when I look in the mirror, I see those things. <laughs> Uh I was just So, you know, I think there are people who are panicking in this, but I think I think you're right. I think that in general, I mean it's funny. It, it seems like the people who are really panicking are the ones who don't have it so bad, you know, people in Michigan and Georgia you know, where it hasn't really hit the way it has here, it's gonna, um, are in a much more of a place of panic than those of us here in the the epicenter are. We're much sort of resigned to it or something. That's not a very optimistic word,
1: but... Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, one thing that's interesting about New York is that it is a it is a different collective, and it moves like a swarm of birds. It, as many people are here, and as many different walks of life, and there's always constant here, that's for sure. But I feel like it sort of moves together and grooves together and goes down together and has <laughs> hives together. And there's there's a there's a very very different. I mean, I grew up I grew up in Canada. I just totally different but you know like other cities. I spent a lot of time in the Midwest in Chicago and things like that too and Toronto and I don't I never ever felt like a camaraderie like a spirit like a um like I was moving with a flock like that and I think that's one of the reasons why I like like it here it's, you feel like you're part of something you don't feel like you're living somewhere separate in a big city you're it's part of something here, I, and I and sometimes I forget that. But I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not in those other places that often anymore. So um, when I leave the city, I do notice that. It's different, and I feel like maybe that's the response I'm feeling during this whole thing. It has, has more to do with New York City than it has to do with the rest of the world.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a fundamentally optimistic place, isn't it? New York because everyone who comes, everyone who moves here is saying, yeah, I'm going to go to the place with the, the, where the best people are in whatever field I'm in. And I'm going to, I'm going to come, I'm going to swim in that pool. I'm going to be, I'm going to hang out with the very best of the best in that field. And I'm, those are going to be my people because I deserve to be, I mean, everybody, who moves here from somewhere else, which is most of the city came here with that attitude on one level or another, or they got here immediately and realized they didn't have it. And they turned around and left. The the people who are here are all, you know, tough, resolute, optimistic, delusional, and (laughs) egomaniacs. Right. And that, that plus a certain percentage of them actually are the best in the world, at, you know, in things like the arts, you know, and then finance and <laughs> science, you know. And so, I don't know, I, I've i been here 15 years now, 16 maybe, and I, I don't think I could live anywhere else anymore.
1: I just... Yeah. I, I, I've i been here since ninety seven. how long is that? Um, its is, it is, yeah it has yeah. <laughs> been here a while. Um, but it's, but it's, it's tough because I I have now a need for, you know, especially my wife. We need space. we need And if you can't afford it in the city, you got to leave. And it's really hard because I don't really want to leave.
0: Well, right now you can't. So...
1: Right. I can't <laughs> go anywhere anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a, I I think, now the more that I think about it, maybe, maybe, that's where my, um, maybe that's where I'm feeling it. Maybe that's where I'm feeling the pause. I'm feeling the pause more here. And I always feel, I feel like in general that New York has a pulse, not only of its own, but I feel I seriously have some kind of global pull. And <laughs> I might get in trouble for saying this, but I think that the that, uh, New York feels to me like a voice of reason. <laughs> you know? And it and down to the the guy at the doubt, you know, who 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 says you know, to someone who's overreacting. You know, it will give him a look. You know, and like you believe guy, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, and and I think sometimes New York does that for the rest of America <laughs> uh, in in weird little ways. So, um,
0: well, I've said, se- I mean, I've said that to people who talk about, you know, New York being rude or. Yeah. Yeah. you know, c- cold or something. And I don't think that's true at all. I think New York is just no. in a hurry. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's just, everyone's just busy and they just don't have time or patience for, you know, everyone's bullshit meter is set v- very sensitively. And I appreciate that. I like that, that yeah, I, I know where people are coming from. <laughs> I know, I know that they're not feeding me a line, you know?
1: Oh. no i I think you're absolutely right. I think that's such a um that's something that I really value here. I feel like that nobody's gonna give you anything you don't really deserve not really you know what i mean yeah. i mean there's there's things here and there but i i i i and i think they 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 people here value not not just that you want to because you're gonna Work your ass off for it. They value that. They value the fact that you you're, you're going to hustle. They value another hustler because they have to hustle, and they they actually are rooting for you. I think too. I don't think anybody here wants you to fail either, which <laughs> is I think another amazing thing. I don't think this is, I don't think competition is felt um, the same way here. I feel like there's a brotherhood of the hustlers. <laughs>
0: You know yeah. That? Oh, for sure. <laughs> but to be welcomed into that brotherhood does does take a certain personality, right? Oh, yeah. You have to be, you have to be ambitious. You have to be hardworking. Yeah. You have to be talented. You know.
1: New New York helps those who help themselves. Yeah. Uh, it really is different, though. It really is very different.
0: My name is David and this is the Big Shut-In. If you have feedback for me or a story that you would like to share, you can reach me at the Big Shut-In at racecarradio.com. This show is a production of Race Car Radio, a division of Citizen Racecar.